In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the last Sunday of the church year. And it's not just our church year that is coming to a close, but our year of focus as a congregation on grace seems to be abruptly ending as well. Because if grace is about undeserved favor, as we've been insisting with the classic 16th century reformers who left their mark on our Anglican tradition, there seems to be a lot of deserving going on in the parable of the sheep and the goats, where Jesus, our king, appears to punish and reward based on our actions alone. The sheep fed the hungry, clothed the sick, and are rewarded for what they did. The goats did not do those things and are punished for not doing them. Salvation, so it seems in this passage, is not based on what Christ accomplished, but on what we accomplish for him. So much then for grace. I hope we enjoyed it while we were focusing on it. Because based on this text, it's high time we amp up our programming here at All Souls. Time to kick up some dust. To borrow John Bunyan's metaphor that Dan shared with us last week. Time to do more. Feed, clothe, and visit more people. So that... When we arrive at the gates of heaven for our final exam, we will look Christ, our examiner, in the eye and say, you gave us the cheat sheet in Matthew 25, and we did what you said. And with our careful list of programs and accomplishments in hand, we will declare to our beloved Savior, render to us what we are owed. Actually, if we said this to him, we wouldn't be talking to our Savior, really, because he told us what to do, and we did it, so we really actually saved ourselves. We'll be like the man in C.S. Lewis's The Great Divorce, who tries to breach heaven with his artillery of accomplishments. Look at me now, said the ghost, slapping its chest, but the slap made no noise. It wasn't substantial enough. I've gone straight all my life. I never asked for anything that wasn't mine by right. Is that what we're going to say to Jesus? No. Of course not. I don't think that's what the parable of the sheep and the goats is saying at all. Our year of grace is therefore not over, and by God's grace it never will be. The reply given to the ghostly figure at the gates of heaven in the great divorce is right on. Nothing in God's kingdom can be bought. Now you may be able to buy a ticket in other religions. The Egyptian book of the dead, for example, contains a scene of final judgment. We have the papyri that shows it. Looks like Michelangelo a little bit. And in it, the righteous boast, I have given satisfaction to God by doing that in which he delights. But that is precisely not what's going on in Matthew 25. And the more closely we look at this passage, the more that caricatured reading dissipates and the true nature of our shepherd king is revealed. 
Of course, what we do matters. Quote, oh, it is a living, busy, active, mighty thing, this faith, says none other than Martin Luther. (laughs) It is impossible for it not to be doing good works incessantly, end quote. Yes, good works are key. But what's fascinating about this passage is that they cannot be tallied up in a scorecard because the sheep are blissfully oblivious about what they've done. There's no smug satisfaction, no proud unfurling of a banner of accomplishments or a three by eight foot massive cardboard check presented to Jesus that tallies a lifetime of charitable giving. There is instead only surprise. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? When? Did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? They are surprised because they weren't thinking about their activities. It turns out that all the good works of the sheep were not for scorekeeping, but just organically grew from their relationship with Jesus. And the only calculations in this scenario comes from him who knew all along. Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. The sheep may be surprised, but God is not. And by the way, nobody earns an inheritance, inherit the kingdom. It's a gift. And all along, it was Christ working through them ministering to himself as manifested in the needs of the world where he is especially present. And so for a Christian to render service to the needy is bizarrely enough for Christ to render service to himself. It sounds strange, but it is exactly what the text from Ephesians says when it declares that we are, quote, his body, the fullness of him who fills All in all. His fullness is being poured over all creation, looking for places that are empty enough to receive it. And the church is not the community of people filled with ourselves. We are instead the epitome of emptiness. (laughs) So that God can fill us to overflowing into the need of the world around us where he is present as well. His presence in need is why our cardboard icons of our brothers and sisters in Kenya, whether in the sanctuary or in the sponsorship cards that can be taken in the narthex, are actually icons of Christ, no less than Joel's painting in the back. And if seeking his face in the needs of the world is the reason we do good works, then sure, Maybe we can increase our productivity or maybe scale back some of the activities that weren't undertaken for that purpose. Not just lean into new projects and initiatives, but maybe lean back into what he has prepared for us to do from the foundation of the world. Not just fresh resolutions for the church new year, but New Year's resignations as well. Now, whatever we're called to do, he knows your assignment. I do not. 
There actually is one way to be certain that Christ is with you from this passage. There's actually a third category beyond sheep or goat. You may have noticed it. There is one place in the passage where his presence is guaranteed, and that is in the position of need. And that is why we give Iraqi Christians the place of honor. And as for us, are you sick? Matthew 25 guarantees that he will be made known in your lack. Are you grieving? There he is. Is there a need in your life in any way, a place where you find yourself asking, as we were petitioned to ask just 20 minutes ago by Canon Andrew White? Well, he will reside in that request. Matthew 25 assures you that he resides in need just as he resides in the bread and the wine that we will soon be sharing. And I know that most of us here are well-fed and well-clothed, which is why we seek him in the needs of those who are not. But in the same Gospel of Matthew, doesn't Jesus say, we heard it at the beginning of the service, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness as well. And if we have even maybe that kind of need, he promises to be with us too. And so ironically, if we conclude from this passage, Lord, I know I don't care for the poor sufficiently, that's where we can be sure he will be with us. Your and my inadequacy, our emptiness, is the ticket to this table. If we can say that about ourselves, maybe he will respond with the words from Ezekiel. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed and I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong I will destroy. And that posture of inadequacy requires resting around his shoulders like the sheep in the painting in the back of our church, which is an individual portrait of everyone in this room. You are the sheep that is spoken about. In Ezekiel. Rescued perhaps from an abusive situation, maybe from an addiction, from the prison of self satisfaction, or from a kind of performance driven Christianity that might have run you out of his pasture for good. There are kings and there are shepherds, but only Christ is both. And he has brought you to this little way station his stable. And he might be telling you to launch a new program of good works for him. If so, do it. He might also be telling you, as he does in Ezekiel, I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I myself will make them lie down. (laughs) And when we lie down, ceasing our own self generated projects. 
then he can finally pick us up and get to doing the work he's planned to do through us from the start. Amen.